she, she was fainting right out, I guarantee you. <laughs> oh, man. My granddaughter-in-law called me last night. Bless her heart. She's so broken-hearted right now. Her and her, my grandson, Bo, the little dog they've had for so many years they had to put down. And uh, they're so sad over it, but they've been trying to get over it a couple of days. She crying. She called me just boiling over last night, crying. She, Papa, please help me. I can't get over it. I can't get over. My little dog died. I said, Now, babe, let me explain something to you. God gives us these gifts in our life, uh, such as little dogs. I had one that I'll never forget. I can't have another dog. I love that little old dog so much. When he died, uh, our whole family got out in the backyard and had a funeral service for him, buried him. And I said, you know, it would be good if you do that. Just, uh, she said, we we're taking care of him. And I said, you know, just just go out in the backyard and bury him there, and you'll always have him with you. And she said, Papa, will you tell me where's that psalm you always tell me to read when when I'm uh, uh, just needing some help? I said, Psalm 37. And she's thank you, Paul. And uh, it's a blessing to me when my kids call me and want me to give them a portion of scripture just to help them with. And tonight, I want to just uh, be a blessing to you out of the Psalms, if I can, in Psalm 16. If you would, if you'll turn there. I love this Psalm, Psalm 16. And again, reading verse 1. Preserve me, O God, for in Thee do I put my trust. O my soul, Thou hast said unto the Lord, Thou art my Lord, my goodness extendeth not to Thee, but to the saints that are in the earth, and to the excellent in whom is all my delight. Their sorrows shall be multiplied, that hasteneth after another God. Their drink offerings of blood will I not offer, nor take up their dames, into my lips. The Lord is a portion of mine inheritance, and of all my, of my cup thou maintainest my lot. The lions are fallen unto me in pleasant places, yea, I have a goodly heritage. I will bless the Lord who hath given me counsel. My reins also instruct me in the night seasons. I have set the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore my heart is glad, and my glory rejoices. My flesh also should rest in hope, for thou will not leave my soul in hell, neither will I suffer thine holy one to seek corruption. Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Pray with me, please. Father, I come to you in Jesus' precious name tonight. And Lord, it's a very serious matter when we know that you are our God. You're my God. And I know that you'll never leave us. And you bless us with all the benefits of heaven all through our life. We ask you to bless us tonight now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Years ago, my wife was teaching kindergarten in one of our Christian school at another church. One of the little boys... Timmy Harrison had a dog, and I kicked that dog out of church. I don't know how many times. He opened the door, and he'd come running in. And I'd kick him right back out. 
And uh, he, uh, he opened another door. Here he come again. And I tried my best to get rid of that dog. Well, one day, uh, he disappeared. I mean, he just left. And uh, he came and asked my wife, who was his teacher, Teacher, would you pray for me my dog would come back home? And she prayed with him. And uh, he said, uh, uh, then his daddy, he went to his daddy and said, My teacher prayed for me my dog would come back. And he, he come down, Brother Harrison come down to my wife's the room and said, now why you pray for that dog to come back? You, you know that dog ain't coming back. He's been gone too long. And she said, well, I believe in prayer. Next day the dog came back home. <laughs> and I never have gotten over that. And you know what I'm, what reason I said, it, isn't it something that we have a Heavenly Father we can pray to and rely on Him answering our prayers? And some of the silliest things that we pray for and yet they're important to us. And God knows that. And you know, God knows what we need to have as a blessing. Now, I want to take this psalm verse by verse if I can and rejoice in some of the truths taught here. Verse 1, Preserve me, O God, for in thee do I put my trust. Notice the psalmist here is saying we have a claim on God. Now, uh, he says, God... Take care of me because I am trusting you. Did you know that the unsaved person says, I'm having a hard time in this life? And if you're unsaved, think about this. God is not obligated to take care of the unsaved. Now, but if you're saved, if you're a child of God, the Bible says He sendeth rain on the just and the unjust. But that's just because God's good. Amen. Now, God is gracious. He's not obligated to send rain on the unsaved. But if I'm a saved person, if God is my God, if Jesus Christ is my Savior, uh, then uh, I ha God has a responsibility to take care of me. A Christian has a right to say, Lord, take care of me. We have a, a, a right because Jesus our Savior uh, has said, Lord, take care of me, my wife, my children, my everything that I got. And God said, I'll do it because you're one of my children. Amen. Verse 2. O my soul, thou hast said unto the Lord, thou art my Lord. One of the greatest words in the human language is the little word, my. Think about it. A lot of people know Jesus is the Savior. But thank God He's my Savior. Amen. You think about it. John 3.16, For God so loved the world, He came in this world to save every sinner on the face of this earth. But everybody's not going to be saved. Everybody's not going to trust Jesus as their Savior. But I think God is mine. By the way, that's the difference maker in salvation. Jesus to me is not just a Savior. He's my Savior. Then look at verses 1 through 4. If you would please, take those verses, especially verse 4. Their sorrows shall be multiplied. Their hastening after another God. Their drink offerings of blood will I not offer, nor take up their names into my lips. Their sorrows shall be multiplied that hasten after another God. I believe America has uh, does not worship God today as we did in the beginning and especially uh, I think about I was saved when I was 26. I, I don't know how many years ago that was now, but I'm 85 now. And I think about it. All these years I've watched 
the worship of God in the church and everywhere else changing. And I can remember when churches were filled with people that's worshiping God. And notice what the Bible says, their sorrow shall be multiplied that hasten after another God. And I believe America is going through the troubles they are right now because they're worshiping other gods. The God of pleasure, the God of money, the God of loose living, the God of greed. And their sorrows are multiplied. You, you listen to people today that talk about the troubles. Man, I, I love to go grocery shopping. I've told you all this a lot. I used to hate it. But now I enjoy it. Because I get in line and somebody will say something to me and I say, boy, I'm having a good day. How about you? And they'll tell you. Don't ever ask somebody how they feel. They'll tell you. Amen? And usually it ain't good. They got every problem in the world and they'll tell you about it right there in the store and everything that's going on in their life and they seem like they're just full of sorrows. But you know what I believe? I'm having a good time. I'm still healthy. God's been good to me. Every day of my life I get up and I'm looking for something else to enjoy. The Lord is me. Every day. And I say to myself, God is good to me because He's my God. Now, Jesus is the only one can, can truly make you happy. Think about that. Verse 5. The Lord is a portion of mine inheritance and of my cup. David said in another place, I have been young and now I'm old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. It really touches my heart to ride around Brandon and see how many uh, bigger, begging people there are on the street corners and and it, it just seems like that homeless people on every street corner you go to in Brandon anymore. But uh, I see, and I, I look at them, I say, you know what? I got a great God. And my God takes care of me. And so far, He's not let me have to go to that place. Amen? He's took care of me. He's given me food to eat. He's given me shelter over my head. He's given me everything that I need in this life. Now, this simply means... Uh, there is a silver lining in every cloud to a Christian then. Jesus said to the Christian, Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. You know what that means? God will never let you down. He will never let a child of God down. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God has done. I, I challenge every child of God when you're down, when you're mumbling and grumbling about something, sit down and think about your life in the past and all the good things that God has done for you. They'll outweigh all the bad, I guarantee you. God's a good God. There's not a condition that God ever put a Christian in, but there was something in that thing that you're going through that will be a blessing to you when you get through it and look back on it. God's always a blessing. Verses 6 through 8. Notice it. The lines are falling unto me in pleasant places. Yea, I have a goodly heritage. I will bless the Lord who hath given me counsel. My reigns also instruct me in the night seasons. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I will not be moved. Now, the lines are falling. Listen, I have set the Lord always before me. Notice, please, not just when I am in trouble, not just when everything is going right, but always. Now, I believe the secret uh, of a happy Christian life is 
just give God's first place in your life. Because when God has His proper place, everything else works out. I've sat down with counseling of people that's fixing to get married or people fixing to get a divorce and having trouble in their marriage. And I've, I've sat down with them and I said, let's start where God starts. Put God in the center of your marriage. Put God in the center of your life. Wherever you're living right now, put God first. And then everything else works out around it. And it'll work out good around it every time. If you'll make God first. Verse 9. Therefore my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh also shall rest in hope. Look at verse 10 with me. For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither will I suffer thine holy one to seek corruption. Now you, to understand this, you've got to understand this is before the resurrection of Christ. Jesus is the first of the resurrection. So when the body back in those days in the book of Psalms were written, uh, the body went to shield of the compartment down there of paradise and waited for the resurrection of Christ. And uh, the psalmist here is saying, uh, Therefore my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh also shall rest in hope. Remember now, Psalm 16 is all about Jesus our Savior primarily. But it's also about us too. Jesus did died on the cross. His body went to the grave. But the Bible says it did not stay there. Amen? And because of this, the resurrection, neither will any Christian's body stay there. The Christian can let his body go to the grave, but what a blessing, brother, is coming out one of these days. Then verse 11, Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. You know what thrills me? I like what Michelle said this morning. I said, it's good to have you back. She said, it's good to be back. She'd been out with somebody trying to help. At least that's her story. She said she'd been out trying to help somebody that's been sick. And she said, you know what, preacher? It's just good to be in this building. She said, I just love this building. <laughs> just being you. You know what? I was reading this psalm, and I got to thinking about it. Thou will show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. It, you, you ever get the feeling bad, just something going wrong, wrong in your life, and you go to church, and you get around Christians, and you're laughing first thing you know, and you're talking with them, and, and first thing you know, your troubles ain't that important. And that's what he's talking about here. In the presence of the Lord. You know what? It'd be good if we'd pray more, get by ourselves, and just get in the presence of the Lord. The way to heaven is often called a path. Some has called it the old path. The way to heaven has always been the same. Abraham came this way. Moses came this way. David came this way. This is the old time religion. Amen. And the only path of life is Jesus. And all must go that same way. Uh, this service that we're having tonight, you think about it. This building used to be full. And yet we're still having the service of the Lord. I'm so glad we decided to keep this church open to serve the Lord. If if it's one or two, I say all the time, I bring my wife because I need one sinner to preach to. But I, I keep right on going. Amen. And as long as me and her is here, I pray somebody else will come and serve the Lord with us. But I want to keep the doors open and keep right on preaching. And sometimes we get to think we're the only one. No, we're not. 
There's people all across our country and all across the world that's still serving the Lord. The same old way. People have been in service like this for centuries. Same old message. I like, I, somebody came to me years ago and said, can't you preach something else besides salvation message? No. That's all that's in the Bible. Amen. It's all about salvation. So, can't you preach something besides Jesus Christ every time you preach? No. That's what's full of the Bible. Amen. The whole Bible is about the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what I preach about. It's the same old message. Jesus is Lord of all. A Christian doesn't have a claim on God. He does have a claim on God. I'm sorry. A Christian does have a claim on God. He's our God and Savior. And by the way, He's our keeper. Amen. He's a keeper of our soul. I committed my soul to the Lord Jesus Christ when I was 26 years old. And I told a guy the other day, we was talking about that, and I said, and guess what? He still got it. Amen? I hadn't lost it yet. He still got it. He's the keeper of my soul. Glad I'm saved tonight. And I challenge you, anytime you go into a hard time, anytime you lose something, like Mrs. Shepherd, she called me the other night, just crying her eyes out, and she said, "Preacher, pray for me. I lost my what were your glasses? You told me your keys, but it's your glasses. No, it wasn't. I was kidding. But she lost her glasses, and she couldn't find them anywhere. And you know what? We stopped right there and prayed for them. Now they're in that house. You just got to find them, okay? But anyhow, you know what? Her glasses is serious to her at that time." You might be going through something right now that's serious to you. I don't care about it. I really don't. I mean, you might have something that happened to you right now that really I don't know anything about. It wouldn't bother me one bit, but it's serious to you. And you know what? The best thing you can do is pray and get in fellowship with the Lord. And He said, I'm the keeper. I'll take care of you. Amen. I love the Bible. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, I do thank You for being our Savior and our great God. And we never lose our soul. You said You're the keeper of our soul. David said in Psalms 23 that You keep our soul. It will never be lost. And I thank You, dear God, for everlasting salvation, everlasting peace. And that peace is in the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. Thank You, dear God, for being our keeper tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for being here tonight.